this is like hard work trying to make the interweb uh, do what we want it to do. Yeah. Yeah. Year 2020, soon 2021, still having to fight to do stuff right on the internet. Live streams. Hey, it even has the right title. Oh my God. What a miracle. You see it? Well, yeah. Yeah. We have negative one viewers. That's some good measurement right there. (laughs) We got negative viewers. Epic. Great. So on my YouTube, what I see is just upcoming live streams. And then I see multi-streaming with three streams scheduled for 12, 13, 20. Well, you should be live like now, right? And it says we're wait it says waiting for nerd girl. Yeah, I don't I don't know how to troubleshoot your end. Okay. I mean, I, I know my stream's live, but I can give you a minute to fight yours if you want. Okay, no, it's fine. I don't care. I mean, otherwise, if you can't get your stream working right, you can capitulate and advertise mine. But yeah, I it's... guess that's what I'll do. Since I don't know how to, since I'm not doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't so why don't we just shill your stream now at the beginning? You have a YouTube channel? I know you have a Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so everything is NRDGRL007. And uh, you said that that's a terrible brand yes. name. And that's Correct. something that we should talk about. All right. So you see how you just had to spell it? Anytime you have to yeah. spell what you're advertising, life sucks. And then even after you spell it, people are still going to misspell it anyway. So you just told everyone to misspell nerd and leave the E out. And probably mm-hmm. 40% of people when they were typing were like, just type nerd, you know? Mm-hmm. So her username is N-R-D-G-R-L, two misspellings, 007. So she has to literally spell two things and hope you catch it twice. So you want to do, you want to, you want to make unique brands. So there's nobody else that has heart as a last name spelled the way I do, like the heart in your chest. It's rare, unique. It's hard to fuck up. If you look at Google, Amazon, Yahoo, they all have weird names that don't make any sense. It's by design. So you, if you want to have a successful brand, you need to do the same shit. So you need to have something unique thing that's easy to remember and spell, and, you know, doesn't, doesn't take a lot of explaining. You probably need to rebrand truthfully better now than later. Like it costs more later. <clears throat> Pretty rough now. I mean, I know that 10,000 is nothing to you, but it's kind of like that. I There's still going to be your followers. You can just change your username. You can literally go into Twitter and edit your username. And mm-hmm. if it's available, it can just be yours. And it just changes all the links automatically. So. All right. Well, I think that Hex is a really great brand name idea. So do you have suggestions for what I should use? Well, I mean, it seems like food coins have been very popular. So you could all, like, Sushi Girl would be a better, would be a better name. Like, it would be more memorable. I remember when I used to read, like, Hot Rod Magazine when I was growing up. There was a car called, like, Panic Mouse or something. That was really mm-hmm. memorable. You know, I still remember to this day that there was a drag car called Panic Mouse. I was like, all right. So this things that are even the name of the stream, like when you sent me the link for the stream, they use a a certain type of like linking that has adjectives and nouns. 4chan uses this too, so that you almost can't forget certain things you see because your brain has like adjective, noun, adverb, verb, you know, adjective, noun. So like quickly talking drunk rabbit, you'd be like, oh, 
and you would just remember it. And so there's that type of mnemonic technique seems to be effective. So it's not as good as like random single word brand like Amazon or Yoohoo or Alphabet or Google or whatever. But I think it's it sticks quicker and easier. So, you know, adjective, adverb, noun, whatever. You can't you can't you can't do worse than two misspelled generic keywords, right? Like nerd and girl, it's over. Nerd girl with the proper spelling. That's probably taken, but but once again, like there's nothing unique there, right? So you have to have something unique and it doesn't matter what it is almost. So I got, see that I forgot to show the, the, uh, the stream. Let me, let me show the stream here. Cause I got, I got into brand troubleshooting. <clears throat> hey, there we are. 200 watching. Oh, listen to how loud. All right, now I can like share this link. Tweet. Let's put this bad boy in Telegram too. Everyone, our streams are so great because they all start with a bunch of technical troubleshooting. People love it. They're like, oh my God, I can't wait yeah. to watch this technical troubleshooting. <clears throat> right? Yeah. And then they really want to stay involved. Right? Yeah. They want to keep watching because it's awesome. <laughs> hey, you know what? I think people watch me for my body. That's why That's why I get all my viewers. Yeah. It's basically, I'm just a piece yeah, of meat. So they really, mm. I'm a person. Guys, my eyes are up here, okay? <laughs> so what do you want to chat about? I All mean, right. uh... So there's a few different things I want to talk okay. about. First, I guess we'll be talking about my brand and how it's horrible. So thanks not, for that. Not, your um, brand's not then, bad, just your name. Your brand's fine. You're like a fun, nice, happy blonde girl talking about crypto. That's your actual brand. Your name that I can often fun, forget. Nice, happy blonde girl talks about crypto? Just too many words, but something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to think about it. All right. So there's a bunch of things that I would love to talk to you about. And I really thank you for agreeing to talk to me. My pleasure. Um, so, one, yeah. So, one of them, I guess the first question, and I mean this in like a, you know, fun kind of way, not an accusatory way, but like, Richard, gosh, why are you such a scammer, man? True. Yeah. The best scammer <laughs> ever. Here's why Richard Hart is the best scammer ever. Free self-help books, first YouTube videos, trying to get people to give better apologies, have better relationships, drink less alcohol, play less video games, uh, just live better lives. So my first YouTube videos, my free self-help books, my free coins that I've given out, 300,000 Bitcoin uh, holders or 300,000 BTC was used over 30,000 plus addresses to mint their hex for free. My free price calls, calling the $20,000 Christmas at the end of 2017, many months before it occurred, back when the price was three or 4,000. Calling the multi-year bear market at 8,500, price went down to 3,000. Uh, 20,000, 21,700 people in Hex Crypto Telegram, t.me forward slash Hex Crypto. Free chat, free price calls, free books, free videos, free coins, created a multi-billion dollar cryptocurrency, within one year 
that went up in price 263 fold versus the dollar 140 something X versus Bitcoin 90 something X versus Ethereum is still up insane amounts like 40 or 50 X. What more can I do? I'm the fucking giving tree. I cannot give anymore. There's nothing left for me to give sex tips, whatever I give everything. And then the ungrateful, uh, public that doesn't know shit about shit flaps their lips, a bunch of sycophant, well, wrong word, a bunch of people that don't give you anything for free and try and victimize you and get your money out of your hands into their pockets. You dare say a crossword to me is hilarious. I get messaged daily on lives that I've changed every fucking day. Every day I get messaged about somebody whose life I have personally made better. I can't be doing much better. Like this, this is, this is about as good as a human being can do to make the world a better place. Really? I mean, medical research is the next step. That's the next level. <clears throat> so what do you, why do you think it is that despite everything that you've given mm-hmm. to the crypto community and to the, you know, world community at large, that people continue to call you and the project that you founded a scam? Which is the same reason they call everything a scam. Bitcoin's still a scam, even though it just made new all-time highs after 11 years of existence. Uh, Victalik Buterin's still a scam, even though he gave $3 million to the SENS Foundation for medical research, writes open source software all the time. Uh, seven of the 11 top valued market cap cryptocurrencies in the world were founded on or primarily use Ethereum, his uh, project he founded. Elon Musk gets called a scammer all the time. Everyone says, oh, he just takes the government's money. You know, it's, it's all subsidies and all the shit. He built the safe, he built the safest, quickest sedan that has ever existed in the world. He built the first rockets that ever landed on their own so they don't have to keep rebuilding new rockets all the time. You know, this guy's out there really making a huge difference in the world in some of the hardest industries possible. And people call him a scammer. So if Elon Musk is a scammer, and Vitalik Buterin's a scammer, and Bill Gates is a scammer. You know, he's trying to put a chip in you and brainwash you and all this shit. If those guys are scammers, what the hell do you think they're gonna call me? I've achieved a lot less than any of those guys. We're on trajectory to outperform some of them, but so far we haven't, you know, achieved more than them yet. So yeah, I'm gonna get called a scammer, obviously. I mean, if you're popular, you are going to have thousands of people that truly hate you. It doesn't matter who you are, what you do, or what side you take. You will have thousands of people that truly hate you. It's part of the game. So, you know, we, we grow with our hate. What they do is people hate us, and then they tell other people they hate us, and then the other people look, and they go, damn, that's actually pretty cool. You're stupid, dude. And then we just onboard new users. So Hex grows, and I grow with the more hate that we receive because some portion of the people that hear about how much we suck actually discover we're amazing. Yeah, so that's a question that I kind of there in the beginning someone told me that hex was designed to look like a scam intentionally um, because kind of. get a lot of attention. So well, kind of. <clears throat> so, you know, there are and you just highlighted some really ne- some really positive attributes of everybody talking about your project and calling it a scam and that it said, you know, that means that people are talking about it and that makes some people look at it and then they realize that it's not, right? So well, is that the idea? Well, I'll give you, the, there's nuance there. So the nuance is, you know, Tesla had a, pro, a program where you could return a car if you didn't like it. Well, who, who else does that as seen on television? Slap chop, whatever, right? So does that mean Tesla's like slap chop because they employ a similar try it before you buy it system or, or try it and then get your money back if you want system? No. So they, 
there are effective marketing tactics and strategies such as freemium. So, so I'll give you an example of freemium. Uh, you go to the Costco, you're walking around, lady offers you some food. Is it a scam? Does she want you to buy more food? Yes. Does the food mm -hmm. taste good? Usually. Is that a scam? No. no. It's a fucking, it's, it's someone saying, hey, I believe in my product so much, I'm willing to lose money handing it to you for free so that you discover how awesome it is and then you buy in and then we can afford now to hand out more free samples. So, you know, effective marketing strategy is what it is. And that, that's the core principle by which you, you generate a business if you, if you want users. And then scams, unfortunately, adopt the successful marketing tactics, but to an evil end, whereas good companies adopt those same marketing tactics towards a good end. So, so you, you take like, uh, let's take Bitcoin, for instance. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin is designed to be peer-to-peer -peer cash. Do you know anyone in the world that uses it as peer-to-peer -peer cash? No, absolutely nobody. Okay. Bitcoin is designed to like be accepted by retailers. There's less retailers that accept it now than three years ago. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was advertised under false pretenses. It was advertised in a way that didn't work out. But in the end, was everyone okay? Yes. Why? Because what everyone really wanted was to get rich. And those were just the excuses that they thought would allow them to get rich. Hey, if everyone starts using this, the price will go up. That was what was going on in their fucking brain. So all they really cared about was getting rich. And did they get rich? Yes. So it worked out. So even though there were shitty marketing tactics that were lies, and, and I, I tell people the truth about it, but there's still the vast majority of people that support Bitcoin. I support Bitcoin, but I tell the truth about it. The vast majority of people that support Bitcoin, they fucking lie about it. So for instance, this guy goes on Twitter today and he says, Bitcoin's never been hacked. Yes, it has. Mm -hmm. They've minted 184 extra, somebody, an entity, minted 184 extra billion Bitcoin in 2010. They had to roll the chain back. That's a hack. If you can print free coins, it's a hack. And two years ago, they discovered that same hack could be done again. And anybody could have minted as many free coins as they wanted. So Bitcoin's been hacked twice. Once was really done in the real world and had to get rolled back. The other one, the guy, instead of using it, decided that he would uh, warn the world about it. You know? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I have to mute my other speakers here. Give me a second. <clears throat> BRB. Too many devices. Yeah, I'm here. So if something's if something's up in price two million X, you don't need to bullshit people and lie about it. Okay, it's already up two million fucking X from a penny to twenty thousand dollars. You don't need to say shit like it's never been hacked, or that it's you know peer to peer currency or all this other shit that's just obviously not true. It's like enough that it's just up two million X. That's enough. So you know I'm I'm sick of people that they just fucking lie constantly. And you're like, no, no, here's the truth. Look, it's documented. Here's the evidence. You don't need to fucking lie for likes and, and retweets and engagement. I mean, that's the funny thing. If you want actual likes and retweets in crypto, you do have to actually fucking lie because these stupid scumbags will only click like on shit that just is nonsensical. 
If you write, hey, where the new 1% Bitcoin's going to a million dollars tomorrow, everyone will like and retweet that shit because they're mindless fucktards that don't care about the truth. They just care about whatever they think will make their bag go up. They don't look at the long term, which is, you know, when you fucking lie to people, eventually they figure out you're doing that. Then the price doesn't go up as much. So why don't you just tell the truth? And then, you know, when you go on CNN to talk versus someone like Noriel or some other no-corner piece of shit, he has less firepower to fuck you up with because you've been speaking the truth, you know? Price is up 2 million X, and it's all anyone gives a fuck about anyway. So, like, you don't need to say all this other shit that doesn't make sense. Yeah, in my TikTok, I said the only thing that matters in crypto is price go up. Yeah. Yes, it is. I mean, unless you're, I mean, there's some rare exceptions, but in general, yes. All right, so I want to go back to a question that I already asked you, but before I do that, I kind of want to expand a little bit on the miss, you know, on your thoughts about the mm, false advertising pretenses of Bitcoin. So clearly, originally, Bitcoin was marketed and advertised to a group of libertarian or anarchist, you know, anarcho-capitalist, you know, computer guys on the pretense that it was, you know, creating this freedom money for the world, for board, you know, peer-to-peer borderless transactions. And do you think that that was intentionally marketed to the wrong community or that Bitcoin was later or intentionally marketed to the community that would be most likely to adopt it and promote it and make it become something? Or do you think that it was later co-opted? Well, then... I mean, you've presented a false binary choice there. They're both true. So you don't know how things are going to turn out when you first start them. The reality has to show you that. So it could have been the case when Bitcoin was started that it did become a replacement for PayPal. That could have been the case. Didn't work out. We we didn't know that when we started it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's during that phase of figuring out whether it would work or not, you had the excuse still that you could say that shit was a possibility. Now, you don't have that excuse. The fees are too high. The throughput is too low. It is not fucking possible at this point. So you just have to update your worldview and and speak the truth. Like, you know, you can still do layer two stuff that has throughput. You could still do all these other things that are accurate and truthful that work, right? Like on Hex, we've got 2,000 transactions per second if you want it. But nobody wants it. Nobody needs it. We have it. You know, like it's, it's, you know, like (laughs) how many empty blockchains are out there that have nobody using them for anything? We don't need more throughput. We need more adoption. So, so if you're working on throughput, you're working on the wrong shit. People, not only am I the fucking giving tree of crypto and, and life in general, but I'm also the giving tree of understanding crypto. I popularize ideas and understand things better than anyone else. And then I have to be the guy that makes it popular. So people say stupid shit all the time and I have to free them of it. Bitcoin's never been hacked. Yes, it was. In the worst way possible. They just minted extra free coins for themselves. Can't get any worse than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they say shit like, oh, you know, uh, Bitcoin's deflationary. No, it's not. How do you think you went from zero coins when it launched to 18 and a half million coins now, you fucking retards? Through inflation. And then people think, oh, well, lower inflation's better. Uh, not really. Bitcoin used to go up more when the inflation was higher. But their brains don't fucking work right. They, they, don't, they don't get it. They don't understand it. But it's there on the chart. You're like, yes, in the first year, Bitcoin inflated 200% in its first year. 200% annual inflation rate in its first year. But it also went up insanely retarded higher 
multiple than it will now. Why? Because it's the ratio that matters. It's the ratio of new coins, which is supply. And by the way, existing coins are also supply uh, to demand. And it's easier to multiply your extremely small user base back then to eat up the extra 2x in supply than it is uh, today. So, so now if MicroStrategy buys you know, $450 million or $650 million of Bitcoin, the price doesn't move up that much because there's just so much fucking liquidity sell pressure because the prices are so high. But back then, you know, if you put in a million dollars, the price would go up retardedly insane because the order books were so thin. So I understand that it's a ratio. Does anyone else, like, everyone else is just like, oh, low inflation is better. You're like, it's, it's optional. You can do it with low inflation. Like Hex has a lower inflation than Bitcoin did in the 10 years that it existed from its launch to year 10 uh, when it went to $20,000. The inflation rate then was 3.89. X is 3.69. But it doesn't, but either either project could pump insanely hard with vastly higher inflation rate as evidenced by every proof of work cryptocurrency that's ever existed. Every single proof of work cryptocurrency pays for security with block rewards. Block rewards are inflation. Their inflation rates are very high in the beginning, period. So the fact that every proof, like the fact that we have hundreds of proof of work blockchains that became extremely valuable with insanely high inflation rates proves that high inflation rate is optional and not mandatory. But people don't get that. So I have to advertise that. And then you have people on Twitter advertising, hey, we can send Bitcoin for a billion dollars of Bitcoin for a dollar. You're like, yeah, that breaks the security model. You shouldn't do that because now the miners will find it profitable to roll back that transaction to allow the guy that originally spent it to spend it again. And then the only guy that gets fucked is the guy that received the money. And who, yeah, and that was like, no one's advertising this shit. It's just me. So I have to tell people the truth about cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> it's like fucking, it's insane to me. So I'm, I'm the guy that's spreading the truth about all of these things and, and seeing things in ways other people aren't seeing them and educating and doing it for free. Hey, where's my donation address? You see a donation address on my website? You see a donation address under my name? Ain't no fucking donation address. I don't need your money. I've never needed your money. I've been retired since fucking 2004, 2003. So like, yeah, crypto's hilarious. I can't wait to transcend it, really. The sooner I can get into the general public and deal with the general public stupidity, the much happier I will be. Like, I would, I, at this point, I cannot fucking wait to leave this tiny little existing crypto community behind and just suck in a whole new crypto community. Oh, hey, you know, crypto influencers today, all they do is advertise margin trading so that you can get wrecked. And you will lose all your money and they will make a percentage. That's how they all make their money. Well, is that good for the world? No, it's terrible. Okay, well, what do crypto news sites do? Oh, they sell you ads, they hope you to click. Why are they getting you to click ads? So that those guys can take all your fucking money. So eToro and margin trading and all these fucking guys that wanna get you wrecked and to take all your fucking money from you they're the people that are doing the gatekeeping. So coin ranking sites and coin news sites are in control of what you see and what the public in general sees. And how do they make money? They make money by seeing you get fucking wrecked, period. Their advertisers need you to lose money on their platforms so that they can buy the ads to the people that addict you to staring at the fucking screen. Yeah, no, I don't disagree at all. In fact, you know, I've worked for crypto media companies and I definitely know that that's exactly how that it, wor- how it works. And they also want to influence your purchasing decisions, um, again, so that they can go back. <clears throat> and, all, and all these entities are centralized entities 
They take your money from you. They take your keys from you. Then they lose your fucking money. They lose your keys. They lose your selfies. And then you're getting phishing attacked by direct mail, cell phone, and fucking email because you were stupid enough to let a crypto company have that data. So Ledger lost their database, some portion of it. And now if you're a Ledger user, you're getting fished. Phishing is when someone sends you a fake notice that looks like it's from the real company, but really it's fake and they're just trying to get your password. Hey, you got a KYC AML problem. Uh, if you want access to your funds, you're going to need to submit your seed word in this form. <laughs> Stupid idiots type their seed word in there. They lose all their money. So like crypto, crypto is wildly fucked up. Like admin keys everywhere. Oracle's run by a couple guys everywhere. Centralized entities, 42% all Bitcoins and 2,000 addresses. Disgusting. The exact, oh, MicroStrategy. MicroStrategy is going to buy 650 million Bitcoin. Maybe, maybe. They don't really actually have to. They just kind of said that they might pursuant to whatever they want to do. And it's unsecured debt. If they go bankrupt, you go last. Secured debt goes first. Well, you don't go last. The shareholders go last, but you go second to last is unsecured debt. So, you, and then, and why did crypto get invented? To remove middlemen. Hey, look, a fucking giant middleman. Let's let him hold our keys. Maybe he'll let us get some money back. So fucking horrible. You're just like, everything they're doing is wrong. So I'm, I'm just happy Hex's price chart beats the fuck out of all these other things because over time that price chart will be the death of all these other people. All of these fucking scammers out there will eventually die to Hex's price chart because people are like, hey, yeah, yeah, work really hard, stare at charts to lose all my money or I can shove my thumb up my ass and just hold my Hex sticks. I like the thumb up the ass method better. No middlemen, no bloat, no bloating up the blockchain with stupid transactions. Like, no, we don't need transactions. This guy stakes millions of dollars for 15 years. You'll see his ass again. He did one transaction to lock it up. You'll see him again in 15 years. Two transactions, 15 years. How many transactions per second do you need? <laughs> one per 7.5 years. It's awesome. Yeah, so that's an actual criticism that I hear a lot of Hex when people ask me about it. So what's its use case? And I think oh well, it's use case is increasing your holdings of Hex, which also increase in value. Its use case is to increase in value. It does so much. It does so many things better. It's insane how many. Like it's 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 a. It could be a Nobel Prize winning economics breakthrough. That's how strong it is. If you, if you look at the shit that Nobel Prize winning economists come up with and the effect it has in the real world, often it's not much. Often it's just like, oh, that seemed like a cool idea, and then in the real world it didn't have much of a fucking effect. If you look at what Hex is doing in the real world, there's never. To the best of my knowledge, there's never, ever, ever been anything in the history of mankind that people would put money in for 15 years, lock it, and have no ability to sell it. If you buy a treasury, a treasury bond or a, a normal bond or T-bill, whatever, you can sell that shit. So like, oh, look, I got you know a 10-year certificate for some income-producing thing. Okay, but then you can sell that. So you're not really locked. In Hex... When you stake your hex for 15 years, your ass is locked. If you try and end your stake immediately, you will lose everything. It will all go bye-bye. So you're in. If you want to get out with just your principal and lose all your interest, serve half your time. But if you, if you don't serve half your time, boy, you're getting murdered with fees. Murdered with fees. To the point where you could get nothing back for some very large portion of the stake. So... Yeah, so <clears throat> long early end stakes kind of before big payday do you have any idea or thoughts on what that may have been why people would choose to oh this happens all the time 
This happens all the time. I mean, Hex has dropped 70% plus five times now. It's made new all-time highs four of those times. Right now, the price chart's looking amazing. Like We're on like day seven or eight of green candles. Um, <clears throat> when the price goes up really high, people can't handle the gains. They just think, oh my God, a 10X. Hey, how could it go any higher than a 10X? I better sell. Well, it did a 263X, man, in less than a year. It took 301 days to do that. People's... If there's something that you want me to talk about or there's something that... Dude, okay, is this better? This shit sucks so bad. Anyway, all right. So you're back now? Yeah. Uh huh. Did you keep going? Yep. All right. So, all right. So that's not how you view the SEC. Let's talk about when you were a hardcore Bitcoin maximalist and you yep. said that, you know, Bitcoiners protecting other people from buying shit coins was the responsibility and role and, and i realized that you know your position has changed your understanding of ethereum has changed drastically but did ethereum change has ethereum changed since when i was shit talking ethereum in 2017 is is it different now than it was then yes yeah when the world changes you should upgrade your worldview it makes like a lot of okay. sense so when Ethereum stops sucking, I stop making fun of it. I If you want an, the largest anonymity set, use Monero. If you want the best rails to build your product on, use Ethereum. If you want the largest liquidity, use Bitcoin. If you want the maddest of gains and a million other features that none of those other things are going to be having, Hex. Mm -hmm. Does that sound like maximalism? No. It sounds like we care about scale, anonymity, uh, liquidity, and price performance. So the things that we care about, we have a solution for each of those things. Now, why the fuck do I need other shit to be up in the mix? What am I missing that I need other bullshit for? I don't. Anything that our community needs, we know about. Anything that's cool that comes out, you wanna know who made Uniswap popular? I made Uniswap popular, me, Richard Hart. I fucking made it popular on my back. Now how many people fucking use it? So when shit doesn't suck, when shit's good, you're going to hear about it from Richard Hart. But mm -hmm. until it's fucking good, I'm not going to let people victimize my community with bullshit. Unaudited fucking code where everyone loses all their money? Nope. That ain't happening. So we're, we're as maximalist as we need to be. What about people who are interested in other aspects of cryptocurrency and things that you're not interested in, but, you know, maybe they want to take a small portion of their funds and, you know, allocate them to buying NFTs or... Fuck NFTs. If you buy okay. NFTs, you're an asshole. Just okay. telling you straight up. I'm going to explain it all to you why you're a fucking asshole if you have anything to do with right. NFTs. Are we ready to do NFTs now? I'm ready. Let's do okay. it. Okay. So I'm looking at your background there. I don't see any art, right? So if you look at my background, I got antiques. Somebody made that shit hundreds of years ago. And then hundreds of years later, that shit got bought. Swarovski crystals, sculpture, more Swarovski coming out my ass, fucking jewelry. I got art and goddamn sparkly bullshit all over the fucking place. When I look at other people's streams, I don't see shit. I don't see anything in their fucking space that looks anything remotely like fucking art. But these same fuckers that have absolutely no taste whatsoever and have never given a fuck about art in their entire lives, they're actually degenerate gamblers. 
and they go, oh my God, there's something new that I can degenerate on. What might it be? JPEGs. Motherfucking JPEGs, bro. Bitches ain't never cared about no goddamn JPEGs in their whole lives. But then as soon as they can degenerate fucking gamble on it, they love it. This is how we're going to empower the creative community. Oh, you're empowering the creative community? Show me your list of fucking Patreons or OnlyFans or whatever the fuck it is that you're supporting. Show me that shit. No, you don't have that? You just started degening because they have ticker symbols now. So your stupid little fucking JPEG has a ticker symbol now. Now you're in? You're a scumbag. You would bet on cockroach racing if it was fucking available. Now, is there anything useful you can do with an NFT? Sure. There is actually some coding shit that you can do to abstract certain contract functions into a different format that uses ERC-721. But who the fuck knows about that? Nobody but me and a couple other people. So the vast majority of people that care about NFT, short for no fucking thanks, are degenerate gamblers who want to turn betting on goddamn JPEGs into a fucking business. And let me let you know on a goddamn secret. You ever heard of fucking sales tax? Bitch, what makes you think you can be out there making fucking art and just selling it on the internet, but now you don't got to charge no motherfucking sales tax because you shoved a token up its ass? Nah, y'all are fucking committing tax fraud too, you fucks. So you want to support art? Go get your goddamn checkbook and go to the fucking art fair and go give a real human some fucking money and some shit that you can't degenerate on. And then let me see it in your streams. Let me see that you have some fucking taste. Because otherwise you're just a poser, degenerate fucking gambler. And I see this shit everywhere. This is disgusting to me. And when crypto does dip again and has another bear market, you guess what fucking goes to zero first? That shit. Because there's no real demand for that shit except for the shill buying of their own fucking stuff. It's disgusting. Okay. Okay. So people creating NFTs and selling it as art to people who want to contribute to them is, is scamming. No, it's, that's fundraising. That's fine. Okay. But understand that depending on who you're selling to, your fundraising may be supporting someone's degeneration into losing their fucking family's rent that month. Or you might be selling to a fucking, uh, fucking eight-year-old. Like, there, it, you can fundraise if you want. But realize who the fuck you're fundraising to. This, this concept, like if you're doing loot boxes in a fucking kid's video game, who the fuck do you think you're victimizing with your fucking random lottery box fucking gambling slot machine fucking bullshit game mechanic who do you think you're fucking victimizing when you make a casual game i mean south park did this 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 explaining how casual games monetize your uncomfortability monetize your discomfort they like hey this shit is just okay enough to play but but if you're tired of it sucking so bad you can buy some gems it's a disgusting game mechanic that makes the world a worse place for everyone Casual games that have advanced game mechanics and, and shitty fucking actual narratives with no end, they just cause you to be a, a grinding machine for the rest of your life. That is net negative for all of humanity. This NFT gambling bullshit like crypto kitties, like mm -hmm. cancer kitties, procedurally generated bad art that sells for what thousands of dollars, why? In the hopes that a greater idiot will buy it from you. And by the way, they didn't. Those things only sold one time. You look at their top 10 list, you're like, oh, this shit sold for like $10,000. Never sold again. Those guys all got the shit wrecked out of them because someone said it was cool to degenerate gamble on fucking JPEGs. What, what kind of industry am I in where I have to teach people not to buy goddamn JPEGs that you could copy paste for $10,000? Can you believe that shit? That this is the industry that I'm in? That I have to have this conversation? If I got into the fucking public, I don't have to convince anybody to not buy a JPEG for $10,000. It's fucking hilarious to me. 
so your issue isn't with NFTs or the creation of NFTs to fundraise or people people buying NFTs because they want to support the artists who created them. Your issue is with people degenerate gambling on them. If you want to buy a JPEG or support an artist and pay a reasonable market rate to do so, please feel free. But if you're paying a $10,000 price for fucking JPEG in the hopes that some other stupid poor son of a bitch will pay $15,000 for that JPEG, you're a fucking scumbag. And you will all lose all your goddamn money when the next bear dip happens. Just like the last assholes did. So it's just disgusting to me. Degenerate gambling on shitty food tokens is better than that cancer shit. Everyone keeps telling me to turn up your mic, but guys, like, I can't. I tried. I fucking tried. Like, All right, I need to get a mic. Noted. Yes. Okay. So I want to talk about the little bit of internal community drama over your statement that women wear makeup to manipulate men. Yeah. And I kind of want to come back to this conversation about collectivism and tribalism that we were participating in earlier mm-hmm. today on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. So there's a female community member who was part of the Hex stream who said hey i don't wear makeup on stream ever um women don't she's wear, dumb you know why not you like being uglier i mean like i i get a shower and do my fucking hair and fucking shaved and put on face lotion do you think i, w- I needed fucking face lotion on i'm putting on what is ex- like i'm covering myself in jewelry who the fuck's looking at this shit i'm sitting in a room alone you guys are looking at the shit and i want you to like me more so i wear the shit it's not for me it's for you and you motherfuckers do the same thing. And so why why should anyone feel bad about speaking the truth about it? I'm doing the same yeah, shit you guys are. It just takes less no, time. I don't disagree. <clears throat> after the you know, after the whole discussion escalated, I think I sent you a message in Telegram and said, Hey, come on the show, let's talk about this and I definitely will wear makeup so that I look prettier, so that Good. it's easier to manipulate you. Yes. Um, please do. And you know who wins? Both of us. It's emergently good for everybody. If everybody were prettier, we'd have a higher, like, it. that shit is good for everybody, man. Like, as long as you're not putting too much time into it. If, if the time that you're putting in is reasonable, it's, you should definitely look better. So your position, I don't know, I think that the person had an issue with saying that it was, I don't know, saying that women wear makeup with the sole intent of manipulating men. No, but that um, you don't understand, like... Every emotion that you have has an intention that you're unaware of unless you've freed up enough time to become self-aware in these very rare ways. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, like, understanding... How do I phrase this? Understanding the evolutionary pressures which have evolved your human behaviors into a certain subset of recognizable patterns, which you call emotions, isn't for people that are very young and probably isn't for most people. It's kind of like hardcore shit. You have to be a pretty smart fucker to get it. So I can tell you why clout chasing exists. I can tell you why vengeance exists. I can tell you why vandalism exists. I can tell you why girls are angry on their periods as a stress test to make sure they're with the right guy. Because if they were with the wrong guy, it could cost them their lives. And I'm like, especially for the period one, I'm the only one that advertises that idea. So we have stress tests for banks to see whether they're capitalized enough. And women and female humans, they run stress tests to make sure 
that if they get pregnant, this guy can handle that because I know he could handle it because I torture him every once in a while. And they're not happy unless you're truly tortured. Now, there are other animals that don't fucking do that. There are other animals that just, you know, they don't have the whole period thing. So there, there's game mechanics and theory and an evolutionary pressure behind the majority of your behaviors. And you don't need to be aware of them for them to function properly. So your brain could just be like, I want to look pretty. But in reality, the reason you want to look pretty is because you're weaker and you want to attract the stronger, sexual dimorphically larger male that has features that you do not have so that you can synergize and make a more effective team. So, you know, you have wider hips, which makes you a shittier runner, but it's easier to pop kids out. You've got bigger tits, which makes you a shittier runner, but it's easier to signal to other guys that you've got excess calories so that you might be a more successful person to reproduce with. So it's not an accident that we have sexual dimorphism. We, we make better teams when we specialize. So you make breast milk, we don't. Game could have been different. We could both make breast milk. We could both feed the kid. And then one of us dies, hey, kid can still live. But we, that's not how we evolved. We evolved in a way where, you know, hey, there's other people in the tribe that probably are making milk too. Kid could feed off those guys. Not the male and the female don't both have to be able to breastfeed. And so like the, all of this, so when you tell a girl that she wears makeup because she wants to manipulate men, she's going to try and be upset about it. And by the way, this is a huge mode of operation girls do. They, they will let you fuck up so they have something for, to yell at you for as a, as a position of control. They will, they will make sure that you have the opportunity to fuck up, and, and then they will try and hold that shit over your head. It's disgusting. I, I hate that one. There's a bunch of other ones I hate too. But so, like, so she's trying to clout chase as though I'm accusing girls of being evil or whatever. You're just doing what you're fucking programmed to do. None of you really put much thought into it. You probably don't realize that you want to actually be treated better by men and that's why you're doing it. And you might, you, okay, cool. Yeah. So, but but some people might not. And so be it. Like, you know, if if there's some people out there that want to pretend they don't care what other people think, congrats, you're a psychopath now. I care what other people think. So you think that the people who don't put any effort into making the way that they look better should? Well, I mean, it depends on how fucked up you are. Like if you're Stephen Hawking and you're so fucking ultra wrecked, it's like, yeah, dude, does it really matter? Like you're just so fucked up that it doesn't matter. You know, if you're 800 pounds, you can't get out of your bed and you can't walk outside the house. Does anyone really give a fuck whether you're well shaved or not or what, what color your fingernails are? No one really gives a fuck, right? Mm-hmm. And then, hey, not to say fat people don't have the best hair and fingernails because I think fat girls do have the best hair and fingernails because they're not mm-hmm. spending all that time in the gym, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like... It's, it's so funny. Th- this is another example of where people try and find a chink in my armor. Like, look, I curse a lot. I'm fat. Uh, you know, I didn't drink and I drink occasionally. If you want to make fun of me, there you go. Talk about that shit. But all this other clout chasing stuff where people are trying to find like a hole in the armor, there's nothing there. Like, you're not going to find it. I like no, women I a lot. I, I don't disagree. In fact, when I watched, rewatched that clip from the 24-hour live stream... I was like, yeah, he's just saying the truth. Now there was somebody who said that they, that that they felt like, or that they thought that it was a little bit of victim mentality, saying that women wear makeup to manipulate men because men are still responsible for being able to be manipulated. No, they're not. Yeah, if you if you see like if you see cartoons of when like a cartoon 
sees a hot girl and his jaw drops and he's like, and his eyes open and he's like that. As a man, you have you have actually, or at least I have felt that actual experience where your mouth actually opens and your eyes actually open. And you're like, <laughs> like it's not it's not just the fucking cartoon. Like it's actual reality. That shit actually happens. And there's it's an emotion precedes thought. Like you you are responding in that level. Your heart will start racing. You're like, God damn, what's going on here? You know? So this and that's fine. Like this shit works well. It, it, it's a great working system. There's no reason to start putting broke ass, retarded other people's shittier ideas to replace this. Like, like all social justice warriors. Hey guys, everybody, diversity is power. Is that true? Yes. Yes, it is. That's why sexual dimorphism exists across all types of different species. Uh, okay. That's true. Okay. So then what do they do there? What do they spend their time doing? Destroying diversity. Everyone has to think, think the same thoughts and act the same way and say the same stuff and have a 50% male-female ratio in every single job and profession. And so while they say diversity is strength, they go out and try and destroy diversity wherever they find it. You're like, uh, what is wrong with you fucking idiots? You know, like specialization is power. You don't have 11 quarterbacks on a football team. You don't have one car that serves all purposes. Hey guys, this is the, the off-road dumpster truck uh moving truck sports car no you have to have a different vehicle to fulfill the parameters of its design well if you have one thing that tries to do everything it can't do it well you need specialization so i advertise for meritocracy i advertise for equality of opportunity but not equality of outcome you know like if you (laughs) the 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 c the ex-founder or co-founder of Reddit, Alexis Ohanian. He has a black girlfriend. He's like, you know what? I'm tired of what's happening to black people. I'm going to give up my job as CEO of Reddit to only a black person. I think a black woman he chose. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's the most racist shit I ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. So what, fuck Chinese women then? Is that the idea? Or like, fuck midgets? Or like, f- fuck blind people? Like what? So like, you're like... So you chose your favorite horse in the fucking race of all the permutations and combinations of different traits humans could have. The one that he ran with to be non-racist was black woman. You're like, bro, that's, that's racist as fuck. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't know what's wrong with you. And I don't know why your wife thinks that's okay. And I don't know why you think that's okay. But that's the most racist shit I ever fucking heard of. And if you want to help people, if you actually want to help people, black American women have it really, really good compared to African American women or African women in Africa. So if you really care about helping people, actual Africans from Africa could fucking use it more if that's your thing. And that is Bill Gates' thing. And that is what he does because he thinks every life is worth the same. So he goes to where it's most fucked up and tries to help. And then this stupid, you know, privileged asshole is out there actually being racist and thinking he's doing the opposite. You're just like, what? <laughs> this is all, the shit is just measurably... I tell you the truth and then I give you the measurement and then you're like, your brain's like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Measurement checks out. Who do, who do you think needs help more? African-American women or African women? I'm sure that African women need more help. I don't really want to like go far into this, but I don't really want to personally promote the idea that Bill Gates is doing something that's so wonderful for the people of Africa because, I don't know, there's just a lot he, of... He basically single-handedly almost cured guinea worm, which you ain't never heard of, but used to be a real bad fucking deal. 
He's put more money into trying to get us into sustainable energy with fusion, into uh, curing all the other diseases of Africa with mosquito nets and clean water. He knows more about disposing of human waste than anyone else you meet in your life. Mm -hmm. That's how he spends his time. Do you know how he could spend his time? He could literally just create a fucking island full of evil minions and just be straight up destroying the earth. He'd be like, oh, oh, you think I'm going to chip you guys? Well, instead of making antivirus stuff, I'm going to make pro-virus stuff. And hey, check out this new fucking bubonic plague round two. He could just rape the planet at fucking will. But he chose to be a good guy instead. Like, it's, it's insane to me how much shit this guy gets. Like, oh, by the way, another funny thing. So it's, it's, most, it's most fun for me to show people how stupid they are in ways that they can't disprove. And, and okay. I show them the error of their ways in their own logic, right? So you, you think diversity is wonderful, then why are you destroying it on site? That's one of those, right? Here's another one. Bill Gates says he's going to fucking uh, help destroy this bad virus that he'd warned everyone was coming for fucking 10 or 15 years. No one listened. He warned you. It came. Now he's doing his best to help make up for everyone sucking so bad and not taking his advice 10 or 15 fucking years ago and being ready for it. So everyone says, oh, he's going to chip you. Okay. Now, is everyone already chipped? Yes. Everyone has a cell phone with them at all times. It has a unique identifier in the cell phone called an IMEI number. And we're all already chipped. We're sucking social media dick right now, only transmitting your and I conversation through four or five fucking platforms. And we think we're doing a, jo a good job because it's four or five platforms. But let's be serious. It's, it's four or five fucking platforms. This is not decentralized. And what are the people doing with these views? They're trying to fucking rape our audience with horrible ads for shit that's harmful for them, by and large. And this is, is about as good as we can do because it's too hard to on-ramp and start a new social network. This is too fucking hard. It takes too long. So we have to suck corporate dick currently. Oh, well, I hope that gets better. I'm focused on doing medical research and, and changing man's relationship with currency and government through hacks. So SciVive and hacks are what I'm working on. I don't have time to fight the social media fucking game. So, okay, Bill Gates. So first we're all chipped. So, and everyone that thinks that they have an- You leave your cell phone at home. Yeah, and even, and even if you leave your cell phone at home, your friends won't. And, they, and guess what? You're fucked. Even if you don't tell the cell phone company your name, your friends will, because they save it under contacts. So even if you don't dox yourself, your fucking friends are going to dox you. You're fucked. You ain't got no anonymity. Forget about it. You'll become more powerful by giving your anonymity up. I, I look, look at me. I'm public. Talk about this, talk about that, talk about shit eight hours at a time. Eight hour long live stream, six hour long live stream. Just had a six hour long live stream a few days ago. I gave up my anonymity to become more powerful and everyone else should do the same truthfully. Anonymity is a fun little theory, but in reality, you ain't got none. It ain't happening. So now Elon Musk. Elon Musk says he's going to actually put a chip in your head. He's going to put this little mesh that zip, zip, zip. They sew it into your brain. Right? It's going to make everything better. It's called Neuralink. All the nerds are like, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. So hold on a second. Which is it, nerds? Is it Bill Gates as a cocksucker put a chip on you, even though you've already got a chip with you at all fucking times? Uh, or is it that uh, Elon Musk is the man because he's actually putting an entire computer in your fucking head? You can't have it both ways, guys. You, you can't have it both ways. You know? And, and they're like, boy, if imagine. They're, so they're burning down cell phone towers in the UK because it's 5G, because people are retarded. Uh, imagine how much destruction they'll have to do when 10G comes out in, in 10 or 20 years. Like, I mean, fuck. Like, just... <laughs>
Yeah. So people are stupid in ways where it's internally conflicting. And then there's a, there's a cognitive dissonance where they'll have to choose which, which version of stupid they prefer. It's, it's hilarious to me. All right. <clears throat> so let's go back to this conversation about collectivism and tribalism that we've had before. And then we've also started to dive back into earlier today on Twitter. So I like the way that you use collectivism as a more, I don't know, friendlier term to refer to the positive aspects that, you know, can sometimes accompany tribalism. And I don't disagree that grouping together and forming strong group identities is a necessary component of mm, success uh, because it makes people feel strong and it has enabled certain elements of evolution without families people wouldn't without tribes people wouldn't have advanced through society right and i've asked you in, in the last the last time that we did a live stream i asked you if you thought that crypto tribalism was a problem and you said yes it depends okay so in in the end what matters that users become more powerful by adopting the correct technologies and the correct technologies are rewarded so that they can become better. That's what matters. How do you achieve that goal? Through thought leadership. Not everyone has the time or the ability to become a goddamn genius. And thus, if you just happen to know what channel on YouTube a goddamn genius is speaking, you could get the vast majority of the benefits that he has to offer. You know, I'm not hiding much from you guys. You guys, if I understand the thing, I'm sharing with you the majority of what I know about the thing. So if you just fucking listen, you'll be almost as smart as me about it. You might not be able to generate new things as well, but for the shit that I just told you about, as long as you can repeat the words I just said, you're pretty much good to fucking go. I said, Monero's got the largest anonymity set. Okay. I said, Ethereum's best of rails to build on. Okay. I said, Bitcoin's got the most liquidity. Yeah. I said, Hex has got the best game theory. And you're like, okay, well, if you know that shit, you don't really need to know that much more. Like what's missing? Or, or, or shitty JPEGs that you buy for 10 grand missing from your life? No. So what? So tribalism is only bad when it starves you of opportunity. And it's very good when it isolates you from shit that is just bad for you. So what is a radio station? A radio station is a guy that decides and curates what you're going to hear and what you're not going to hear. That's what a DJ does too. So if you don't like curation and you don't like echo chamber and you don't like fucking uh, gatekeeping and all that, well, stop listening to the television because you're, you're choosing a channel right now, aren't you? Well, then you're fucking over all the other channels, bro. Why don't you just have a channel change at random every one minute? Well, because life would suck then because you need to reward good shit. It's meritocracy. So gatekeeping and curation and, you know, thought leadership, these are all forms of choosing signal over noise. And they're useful and they're vital. And the only and they're and by and large, the majority of it is positive. And we only run into it negative sometimes. And 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 it does suck when it happens. If you have a cryptocurrency, you're not allowed to advertise on Facebook, Google, Reddit, uh some other places I can't remember right now. Well, that's a lot of fucking places, man. So Google, Facebook, Reddit, and uh YouTube. You can't put fucking crypto ads. They pull them. They ban your shit. They ban your account, literally. If you, if, you, if you try and put up a crypto ad as your first fucking ad, they just literally ban your account instantly. And you don't have much recourse. There's no phone call. You're like, hey, uh, 
Hey, uh, what? You're better off going and getting a new identity than you are trying to fucking call these cocksuckers because they're so rich with their monopolies. They don't even have good customer service because where are you going to go? They don't have to give you good customer service because you're enslaved because they're a fucking monopoly. So in these instances, it's very bad. How shitty is it that I'm doing something that's making the world a better place and I'm having my free speech fucking ruined and destroyed by these corporate cocksuckers that are doing you more harm than good? You're like, it's not fucking good. It's not good for the world. And how, you know, so you, you can't blanket say censorship is bad. A lot of censorship is good and it's just curation. Like, should you be able to go into Ford's forum and be like, fuck Ford, I like Camaros. No. Should you be able to go into the Bitcoin chat and be like, fuck Bitcoin. I like, uh, you know, some other thing that ain't Bitcoin. No, you shouldn't be able to do that. It's, it's not. Okay, so, so Bitcoin <clears throat> maximalism saying that they're protecting people from everything else that's shit is good. They tend, I, in general, they go too far. A Bitcoin maximalist won't tell you that Monero has the largest anonymity set. They won't tell you that Ethereum is more secure, has never had an involuntary chain rollback, which Bitcoin did have, has, has a bug bounty program, has security audits. Bitcoin has none of those things. They won't tell you any of those things. They, they won't tell you, like, their brand of, so I coin, go to maximalish.com. I coined the fucking term. You should be maximalist plus the shit that you need. You shouldn't be maximalist and be like, yo, uh, believe shit that's not true. It just, it, it does you harm. So the, the nuance and the difference between curation and censorship, like, like what's the difference between a DJ choosing good songs for you and book burning? There's a fucking difference, but they're both somebody choosing what you can listen to or not. There's a fucking difference. And that nuance is the difference between helping people and harming them. So in, in Hex, I support and advertise the things that are useful to people. And I hide nearly everything else because of, of what value is it to see our users get fucking destroyed. And I, I get examples all, what's more likely in crypto that a new thing comes out that people, or a new thing comes out that actually makes a fucking difference and has product market fit. It's gotta be a 10 to one or a hundred to one ratio. It has to be. Mm -hmm. So, so like there's a 10 to one or a hundred one more likely that whatever you just don't allow talked about on site was a good decision. And that some very small portion of shit will turn out to be quite useful, like Uniswap. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. I, I wish there was like a more fucking like hardcore answer that I could give you that's like this and that. But in, in this case, it is nuance. And it, I mean, how, how nuanced is it? I just told you five coins. Do you really need other coins? Do you really need like what other coins do you need? other coins because I like to make because if I make NFTs that are meant as a donation, you know, sure. vehicle for me, I don't like yeah. to use Ethereum because it's expensive. So sure. I do like to use another coin. Okay. Um, so what are you using for your NFTs? TRX or something? Wax. Okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems like you'd make less money that way. Oh, for sure. But <laughs> then why not? Like... You also burn less. Who cares? You're, you're like, I don't understand this logic at all. So I'll give you, I'll give you my logic. People are like, Hey Richard, why don't you put hex on another chain? That's not Ethereum. The fees are too high. Mm -hmm. Gee, let me count the ways. One, I can't put hex on shit. Okay. The community by consensus could decide to try and move to another chain. And that's the community's deal, right? I don't have any more control than they fucking do. We're all just plebs. The contract is there. It's set in stone to try and airdrop to a whole nother system would be 
something the entire community would want to do. So let's say we moved off of Ethereum, all right? Let's say we moved off onto Ethereum onto our own fork of Ethereum. So we're just like, hey, fees are too high. We're going to do our own fork of Ethereum. Cool. Okay. Now Hex is on its own Ethereum fork. What are we going to do to prevent 51% attacks? Proof of work change? Ah, now the botnets fuck us. Okay. Uh, so we don't do proof of work change. Maybe we do some merge mining thing. Still end up getting fucked by centralization because people don't update their nodes at the same rate to make merge mining is censorship resistant. But hey, we'll ignore all the technical blah, blah, blah that you guys don't even understand anything I just fucking said. We'll just ignore all that and, and we'll talk about uh, it all works fine. Okay, it all works fine. Now Hex is on its own fucking blockchain. We saw 51% attacks. It's a fork of Ethereum. Grand, the fees are really, really cheap. Okay, now you want someone to buy Hex. So we're on our own chain now. You want someone to buy Hex. How are they going to do it? They have Bitcoin. They want Hex on the chain that's not Ethereum. Oh, well, fuck. Uh, I guess they're going to have to go to a centralized exchange that has both nodes running on it. Oh, well, that sucks. Oh, they want to offload. Like, it, it becomes so much harder. Like, if you, if you want to go from a thousand different coins to Hex, you go to ethex.com instantly. You can go a thousand different ERC-20s, wrapped Bitcoin, wrapped Zcash, wrapped Bcash, and fucking thousands of ERC-20s and all of the stable coins. You can go from all of those on ethex.com to Hex with no counterparty risk, no ML, no KYC, no middlemen, no lag, no waiting, no atomic cross swaps, no centralization. Boom, you can do that. But now we go to our own chain. Well, now you're fucked. Now you're isolated. Now you're on your own island with cheap fees that no one else is on. And now you've got to use atomic crosswatch, which suck, or you've got to wrap all these other currencies and have lower liquidity pools to try and get that, that user's money back in. It's just stupid. Like being on the Ethereum blockchain has huge upside for being able to accept trustlessly thousands of other currencies with liquidity and users. But if you go to your own chain, can you take those thousands of users on board? No. Huh? But you're saying that a majority of those currencies are useless and that people shouldn't have them anyway as their ERC-20s, right? And the only ones mm, you buy... I ain't saying they're useless. I'm saying okay. by the ratio of useful to useless, the, the, the number of useless is very high ratio-wise. But I could, you know, if I wanted to dig deep, I could find you other useful currencies. Mm. But it's just like, how much do I want to... Of what utility is it... If the only things you care about are scalability, anonymity, price performance, and liquidity, and let's be serious, no one actually gives a fuck about the goddamn liquidity. You ain't got no 100 million order you're trying to place this hour that you need to reduce your slippage on. So that's just, just bullshit, I'm just saying. That's not it. No one even gives a fuck about that. What you care about is price performance and basically nothing else. You really don't give a fuck about anything else. Mm -hmm. So it, like, it is not in my best interest or Hex's best interest or the user's bench interest to talk to them about shit that just isn't going to perform price-wise. So it's like, have you looked at Bcash's chart? I told you how to sell it when it was at 16% of a Bitcoin. Now it's at 1% of a Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So who hooked you up there? How about IOTA? IOTA's down 95%. Who told you about that shit? I told you about that shit. So like I, I keep telling people smart stuff and, and benefiting their lives and, and it, it would not benefit their lives to hit them. So, so let's take the opposite position, right? Kumbaya, everything is beautiful. Everything is wonderful. There is no meritocracy. Smoke a fucking fat blunt 
and just go on the shitcoin listing site of your choice, right? So go on shit market cap or con market crap or, or whatever your shitcoin listing site is. And then just go look at the fucking charts. And you're like, oh, most of these people all get goddamn wrecked into oblivion. How is that useful for anyone? It is not useful for anyone to visit a coin ranking site. It is not useful for anyone to fucking learn about these fake bullshit things. It is disgusting. Like, where did all the companies from 2017 go? Billions and billions of dollars was raised. Where did all the companies go? They're all gone. And, and who warned you about that shit? Me and a couple other guys. And, it, and, and I'm not, learn from that. Learn from that experience. Like, most coins will fucking wreck you. Yeah, I think the problem in 2017 was really related to something else that I work on, which is the sudden wealth syndrome that people experience and that these companies, a lot of them just raised way too much money way too fast. And then the developers lost interest in, you know, working on the project because, hey, they were rich. Well, it's game theoretical ideal for them. Like mm -hmm. if if a if a dude starts a coin and he gets paid totally upfront in full. What is the optimal game theory best thing for that guy to do? Go start another coin. He already got paid in full. So only when people have a fat bag do they really give a fuck. As soon as somebody sells their bag, not only do they not care, they usually talk shit, right? Because they don't want the price to ever go up because they'll feel like they lost something. That's what usually happens. That's why you got to be, if you follow a trader, at some point that trader is going to sell that bag and you're going to fucking hate what he has to say. It's going to happen. That's what traders all do. So, you know, in Hex, because we have an average stake length of 4.8 fucking years, 4.81 last I looked, there's never been any cryptocurrency in the history of man that has ever had that type of commitment, ever. Never, 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 ever has it ever existed. And I don't think it's ever existed in the legacy finance world either. You can't sell these coins. They're not tradable. You locked, you stay locked. So you don't, you don't have to worry about people selling their bag and talking shit so much because they're staying the fuck in for a decade or more. They're gonna remain here. And because there's no off switch, no pause switch, no admin keys for the trading or the coin itself, you can't, you can't shut it down. It's more secure and robust than Bitcoin. So it, it's, it's even more secure against inflation bugs than Ethereum itself. Because Ethereum itself could have its supply fucked with by a network upgrade pretty easily because its consensus code is not locked and isolated in a specific area, which we call a smart contract. So the like Hex itself is more resistant to inflation bugs than Ethereum is, which is just funny because Hex runs on Ethereum currently. Like it's, it's funny that, that it could work that way. So I guess it's like putting a fire safety box inside of another fire safety box. I guess that's one way to understand it. So we're, we're an extra level of security through that level of abstraction. So like, if, I don't remember the fucking question at this point. <laughs> what was the question? I remember. So, yeah, now I'm trying to figure out where we were, how to go back. So we were talking about commitment. We were talking about selling bags, talking shit. We were talking oh, about travel. ICOs. So it was about ICOs is where we were at. Mm -hmm. So if you want to see somebody have a long-term commitment to something, they need to have their incentives aligned with it. So if someone owns and is forced to own and hold something for a long period of time, you're going to see them say nice fucking things about it. That's what's going to happen because people respond to incentives. Um, yeah. 
So goal, goal alignment and incentive alignment would remove a lot of that pain and horror of giving idiots that have never been successful before more money than they could possibly need to build something that has no product market fit and the world doesn't actually want. You're like, how many layers of suck can you stack here? It's all bad. So you'll never build it. If you did build it, no one would use it. If you did use it, it would suck. Like, and you're just like, yeah, everything's horrible. Was, somebody tried to start like a crypto cell phone. You're like, bro, but that's just like, use the secure enclave that's already built into all of this modern cell phones now. No, we want to build our own phone. You want to compete with Samsung and Apple. God damn, you're stupid. How stupid could you be? Like, what, fuck. You'd be easier to start a rocket company. Like, then they just iterate. You know, if, if people are wanting to hand their money to a white paper, and I've seen, I've seen this, people, people see the, people experience the beauty and the amazingness that comes from hacks, and then they buy some shit that tries to, like, look like hacks, and it goes to literally zero. Mm -hmm. Scammed by the founders. The founders, the, the developers themselves, put an exploit in the code and just empty the fucking sell it, like make it so you can mint as many as you want and then sell it all down. Yep. And you're like, hey, you know who could have predicted that and warned you guys about that? Me. But y'all motherfuckers don't listen because you're greedy. You're like, oh, I want Hex again. You're like, yeah, we could have Hex again. It's called Hex. It's right here. This dip. You don't need to fuck around and lose your money trying to deal with anonymous founded scumbaggery. Like, it's just insane to me. The, the greed that people have. You're like, hey, like, Hex... <laughs> Hex is up, what, 100% over the last, like, month or two? Like, come on. Mm -hmm. Like, is that not enough? Is that not enough? Crazy. All right. So there's one thing that I want to mention before we wrap up, and it's just... Um, wrap okay. up? You're not used to the six-hour streams, I guess. All right. Fine. Fine. I can keep going. <laughs> All right. So, and it's really that you've talked about coin, you know, the most liquidity, the best anonymity set, the best rails to build on you know, hex for the best game theory. What about a coin that actually has real ability to utilize, like real use? Usually they're horrible for price. Mm -hmm. Everyone misunderstands this. They think that mm -hmm. actual use is profitable. It's not. Can you use Bitcoin anywhere? No. Did it do a 2 million X? Yes. Hold on a second. Hold on. Make sure my brain's accepting this. Can you use Bitcoin anywhere? No. It went up 2 million X. Are you listening? Okay. I'm going to do it a third I, time because I, I don't think people fucking you. get it. I hear you. But what if, they're, what, if, what if someone isn't really that concerned about the price? They just want a cryptocurrency that they can use holding, you know, while they maintain their own private keys. They really want something PayPal. like Bitcoin that, you know, like use PayPal. That's your. That's we pay. Your, we pay. You okay. actually want to use it? Okay. If you actually want to use it, people have to have their wallet installed. Okay. Mm -hmm. What actually has wallets installed? PayPal and we pay. Depending on whether you live in Asia or not, that's okay. it. So there's so like this shit's already solved. Not the answer for actual payments. No, it's like if what it was. What if projects that are working on that? So what I really would. That's like what Bitcoin Cash works on. Look at their price chart. No, I know. Every day, Roger Ver posts a new video of him actually using Bitcoin Cash in Aruba. His last video was like, "Yo, I'm in Aruba, and look, this gas station, this gas station accepts Bitcoin Cash." And a price chart be like, ah, ah, ah. I guess the Arubans don't use that much gasoline. So like if your if your cryptocurrency is built on replacing actual transactional utility, the price goes up a little bit when the pleb buys his money to then send it to the retailer who sells it. And then the price goes back down. And then how is the cryptocurrency benefited by that? 
like I'll, I'll prove it to you a different way. What is the most successful cryptocurrency in crypto that's not even actually crypto? It's called Tether. It has the highest trading volume of any coin that's ever existed. It has higher trading volume than Bitcoin and has mm -hmm. for fucking years. They used to run on the Omnium network. The Omni network had a coin. Guess how well the Omni network did? Doomed. 200 and 300 US dollars a day of volume, but supported a multi, multi, multi billion dollar cryptocurrency. Hold on, Richard, wait a second. So you're telling me that a currency you can't actually use anywhere did a 2 million X. But then a currency you could actually use to support the most popular widely traded crypto, Tether, which isn't really crypto, uh, it was only worth like, you know, two, three hundred dollars a day of volume. Yes, that's what I'm telling you, because I understand the market better and you guys don't. So using shit, actually using it isn't actually good for the price. It's not. So, I mean, this is even mathematically proven in economics in that the velocity of money when increased reduces the value of the money. When you slow down the velocity of money, it increases the value of the money. So this theory is already widely known. And, and what does HEX do? HEX reduces the velocity of money to the point where it's not moving at all because it's locked. It's burnt. Can't use it. And what happens to the price? 263X in a fucking year. Oh, fuck that Richard, man. He reads those economic shits, doesn't he? Oh, my God. Smart fucker, that guy. So, you know, like... This, this people just have these dreams. They're like, oh my God, if we could get everyone to use it, the price would go up. You're like, no, nah, not actually. I, I, you know, I, like, I'm sorry. That's just not how it works. You know? So what I'm suggesting that I would like to see, and I'm not capable <clears throat> of having this conversation myself because I don't know enough about the technicals behind XRP, but I think that I would like to see you take that apart or have a discussion with someone about its potential. Well, like, look, if you're willing to have reduced security, and reduce censorship resistance, you can have very high throughput, <clears throat> a visa. And we already have that. And, and you have numerous blockchains that have high throughput. I mean, we already have that with Hex. 2000 transactions per second gets you near enough to visa that you can more than do whatever the fuck you want to do. And you can do it with Hex today. You can go to zksync.io, zksync with a C.io. They should probably rebrand because of me having to spell their shit. Because, you know, sync, maybe people try and spell it with shit with a K, who knows? Um, sync like synchronize with the C. If, if you want throughput, we have it now. It's like a penny to send a transaction or whatever. If you want it, we have it now. Who gives a fuck? No one gives a fuck. You want other cheaper? Is that not cheap enough? You can get this shit for free on any other blockchain. If you look at the fees, if you rank blockchains by the fees that they get paid, I think Ethereum has top fees pretty often now. And then it's Bitcoin. And then it's like, I don't know, maybe Bcash and then nothing. There's just no fees being paid at all anywhere else. Like the total of all the other coins is like $100 a day, like literally. So you could go get all the transactions you want for free on all the fucking empty blockchains you want. To what end? This is stupid. You know, why, why don't you just go sign up with a blockchain product from AWS who will sell it to you? They don't need it. They don't use it. It's for retards, but you might want it. So go ahead and fucking get that blockchain shit that they don't need to do 50% of the commerce in the United States on the internet. You can go get their blockchain product. I'm sure it scales just fucking fine and do whatever fancy payment bullshit you want. Because do you really need censorship resistance for your fucking coffee purchases? Sir, we report someone's trying to buy a coffee at Starbucks. Shut it down. Shut, no, no one's trying to censor your fucking coffee purchases. 
you don't need this level of badass security for your coffee purchases. You do not need it. So, I mean, you go do your payment play. I hope you're successful with it, but the road is littered with thousands of cryptos that tried and failed. They were probably further ahead than wherever it'll start. Like, I'm not doing a payment play. I just was curious about your position on that. So I think that a lot of the reason why people think that they want to have private transactions for stuff like coffee purchases is that, uh, you know, that data on when you purchase coffee can also lead them to know stuff about your mood and how to impact how to advertise to right. you. No one cares that about that's the real issue that people have with it. People no? think they care, but they don't care. Okay. If people, if people, like... Do you have a Facebook account? Okay, you lost. Do your friends have Facebook accounts? All right, you lost. Do you have a cell phone? You lost. Are you watching my YouTube channel right now? You're doxxed. You're lost. You're probably not even blocking the fucking cookies. Like, none of you guys has anything even closely remotely resembling anonymity, and you should be happy about that. Because all of the people who they've ass-fucked and eyeballed and microscoped as hard as possible, guess what? Nothing bad's actually happening to them. Nothing. There's nothing bad happening to these people that have cell phones with them constantly 24 hours a day. Nothing. Like, like, let me know the terrible evil thing that has happened. Like you bought a humidifier on Amazon and now you see humidifier ads constantly. Oh my God. They've replaced the fucking tools and drills with humidifiers. Oh, my life is over. No one fucking cares. Like it's just, we have real problems that really matter. We have real monopolies. Facebook's a real monopoly. Google really reads all your email. I know all you fuckers have Gmail addresses. I know all of you fuckers have Gmail Gmail addresses because I've seen the goddamn database. I've seen it. You guys sign up on fucking Hex, and I look at your little fucking URLs. You've got Gmail all up in that shit. They read all your fucking email. I mean, depending on when you live, there's laws that state that when you use email, they have to keep a copy of every fucking email you send so that they can fuck you later with the data. It's called a Data Retention Act. Who knew? Who knew? Well, I know. And so, like, yeah, I generally don't even fuck with email. You, you see an email address on Hex.com anywhere? Nope. Ain't no damn email address there. I don't want your fucking email. Email sucks. You want to message me? You message me on Telegram. Well, yeah, but I ain't, you know. I'll find your message real easy because there ain't many messages there. I don't fuck with it. <laughs> I tell people to message me on Telegram. So it's like people pretend that they care about shit. They don't actually care about shit. You want to be a badass and learn about conspiracy theories because it doesn't require you to actually do anything. But if you want to actually make the world a better place and actually fight real conspiracies that are really fucking you right now, we have monopolies in power right now. All right, what are you doing to help fix that? Like, are you, are you helping, the, are you helping uh, give evidence to the FTC to help in their prosecution against F, uh, Facebook? What are you doing? Like, are you even, like, I tweeted that shit. I'm like, yo, look, FTC is coming after Facebook. Boom, video. Hey, you know what? These dumb fucks, when they click the video, when they click the link, they might not watch the video. You know what? I'll manually save this fucking video and spoon feed it to these lazy cocksuckers. Paste it in the fucking next tweet. Boom. Now, look, you can see the video too for you people with no attention span because I'm trying to help make the world a better place. I'm making personal effort to make the world a better place instead of wasting my time on retard conspiracy theories. And I, I, I discover the conspiracy theories are bullshit when I get accused of being part of them. I'm like, what? I volunteered for the Sense Foundation in 2006, uh, which also at the time was co-sponsored by something called the Methuselah Mouse Prize and the Methuselah Foundation. We're basically just trying to cure aging by helping do medical research because 200,000 people a day die of that shit and it's not cool. So while I was there, 
I hear some shit from uh, who's the loud dude in Texas? Conspiracy theory guy. Is on Joe Rogan. Uh, Got deplatformed. Yeah, Alex Jones. So Alex Jones is like the fucking globalists. They're gonna make us die early, and they're gonna live long with their medical technology. And and you're like, no, this, this shit's like underfunded. Like I'm doing the video for it. Me and like two other guys, the only rich people here. Rest of these people are just fucking scientists living day to day on their begging for money for grants to do the damn science they're trying to do. It's all volunteers here. There's no goddamn conspiracy overlord, nothing. Like there's just, this is a very small organization trying to make the world better. And this asshole selling you fake dick pills and fake fucking uh, male vitality bullshit, fucking vitamin D. Like you're like, dude, so scumbag assholes with a platform that make the world a better place and scam you, yell at people making the world a better place and call them a scam. And you're just like, why is this happening? Can't I be insulted by better people? Fuck, can I get a better class of enemy, please? I deserve better enemies. I, I really deserve better enemies. This blows my mind every day. But you know what? Maybe as the years pass, how many more years need to pass until people are like, damn, that Richard, he's actually a badass motherfucker. I'm getting so many thank you messages in my chat. Maybe 2021 is the year when people finally capitulate and they're like, Richard Hart for president. Let's do it. You know? Because like, dude... <laughs> Well, I would do a great job at it. However, the hit rate of becoming president is so low that I'm, I'm just better off working metal technology. And look at Trump. Like, he worked hard to get it. You get it for four years. That's all you get. Mm-hmm. And, that, and what type of influence is he going to have after that? Maybe less than what he started with. So yeah. it's like, well, I mean, look, how many, like, you hear Trump doing lots of shit before he became president. Like, let's, so let's look at presidents historically. You... Ronald Reagan was making movies, then he became president. And then what happened after he finished being president? He make any more movies? It seems like they just fade out. It seems like whatever happens, like once you do the president thing, once you're done with it, you kind of like stop mattering as much from what I've seen, right? Like I ain't heard Obama in a long ass time. I ain't heard Clinton except for he was paid to do talking at some XRP shit event. That's all fuck all I've heard from either of those guys, right? So like, it seems like they... matter less after the after they stop being president so like you know maybe they just benefit themselves more personally with less global impact because they make more deep connections that just benefit them and, and not the world as a whole or some shit i'm not really sure so i think i think elon musk will have a bigger impact in the world doing what he's doing now with the, the two or three companies that he's closely associated with i think he'll make more of a difference in that role than he would as president i think i'll probably make a larger difference in the world through Hex and Sci-Vive than I would as president. But if I didn't believe, if, if Hex didn't have the traction that it has and the trajectory that it has, then, you know, there could be a chance I could do more as president. But, but it's just like a silly question because like, what's my hit rate with the potty mouth that I have? What's my hit rate that I will get to become president? I don't know. I guess Trump opened that door for me though. <laughs> and he's out there grabbing pussies and bragging about it. And he was president, so shit. I mean, I guess I'm okay. I guess I'm doing all right. Yeah, I think you might be. <clears throat> all right. My last question for you, unless something else comes up, is do you have any issue with me doing research on the social history of crypto of cryptocurrency and the different behaviors of the tribes within it? It's okay. I mean, I think it'd be funny. Like, people like archetypes. So people have, like, the... My funniest JPEG is, like... The XRP guy with the fucking 
tube of hopium into his brain and he's like looking retarded and it says like five dollar xrp or some shit it's like i love that i love that sticker pack there's like crypto tard sticker pack and there's a whole bunch of funny ones in there um so like i guess you could i guess you could make like funny profiles of each kind of community so like bitcoin would be like steak and fucking and celibateness probably uh that means like not having sex by force of will of other people not like you'd prefer to have sex but people would just be like no um i guess uh ethereum would be like soy boys and kumbaya shit i think hacks would do military shit like everybody in hacks is military like everybody mm-hmm. i'm not but like everybody else in social media and hacks all ex military mostly marines like all right i have no idea how that happened but it's just how it is. It's like, it's crazy. Um, because I don't, I don't know what else you would put for like the hexagon mantra. But so you have no issue with me doing sociological research on. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. Yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, you would, you would get a shitload more views if you just did like Ford versus Chevy or if you did Apple versus Android or fucking Linux versus true, true. Yes. I, in my brain, I have this scale thing where if it can't do like a hundred X, I just like every time I think like, Hey, I'm streaming for 50 K people. You're like, what a pitiful number of followers. It's so few. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for, I can't wait for virality to kick in. It's going to be fabulous. 10 X, these numbers, hundred X, those numbers. And you don't have to do anything. Like, well, see, so once virality kicks in, then that kicked in for me too. True. Yeah. Like think about all the shitty scams that went from zero to Sega smart to start in a niche yeah yeah maybe i guess i'll find out because i'm here with you we're in the same niche um plus token scammed millions of people bitconnect scammed millions of people mm-hmm. imagine if you had a better product better price performance better everything and then you should get the same fucking adoption or more you just need to get those couple little pieces of like this fucking influencer, this connector, and then, and we might already be there. Like Hex might already be there. We might already be like just a month or two from going viral. Like, cause you see it on these other, like when you look at charts of things that have gone viral, they start pretty fucking chill. You're like, yeah, chill, 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 chill. And then at some point it's like, ah! and Ethereum did it. Bitcoin did it. Scams have done it. And Hex hasn't done that yet. We're not in the mainstream media yet. We have so much opportunity, and particularly with gatekeeping, all this gatekeeping we complain about, that's just opportunity because it can only get better. <laughs> like, like, oh, look, the gate fell down. Oh, cool, look, new people see the fucking logo and shit. Fab, you know? <clears throat> so, I mean, I, th- I, think vi- I think with Bitcoin doing the new all-time high thing, I think we're all going to get a nice viral kick. Maybe some things a lot more than others. I think so. I mean, look, I go on Twitter and I'll, like, I see hexagons penetrating. I see people talking about it in different unrelated streams. I see new YouTubers coming online, new social media people coming online, new faces all the time, people I've never seen before. I'm like, great, you know? So, yeah, I, I'm excited. This is because what can we do better? We do everything so fucking good, 100% uptime. Who the fuck's got 100% uptime? Exchanges don't. Coins that have fucking inflation bugs don't. Like, you know, who's got the price performance we've got? Who's got the community we've got? 
like every we've got anonymity we've got throughput we've so if you want anonymity it's t.me forward slash hexnado or you can just go eth hex to uh, ethereum and then tornado.cash and then back to hex if you want so we've got anonymity we've got throughput zksync.io we've got price performance we've got a feature no one else in the world has world's first time deposit monetizes time just like they do in the real world 20 percent extra interest for every extra year there's nothing left we can really fucking do to kick ass like we kick ass throughput price and anonymity what more do you want like you know what would be awesome i'll tell you it would be awesome fucking fiat on ramp fiat on ramp would be so great if you want to get the related to there being a, an option to go from fiat to hex but not for us customers is that right yeah we got that through indicoin it's a credit card yeah. on ramp yeah so it works great for people that aren't in the U.S. It'd be awesome to have that for people in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, and it would be awesome for people. And like, that's, you know, you're not going to send a million dollars to your credit card. Mm -hmm. And people want to buy millions of dollars of hacks. So it would be fucking great to have that, uh, that on-ramp issue solved. And I think I have, I think I came up with a way that no one else has used that we could accept bank wires for hacks and just have... I can't give away too much, but like, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not even going to tease it. I care about getting fiat money into hex. I care. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. I think anyone that makes the world wants to make the world a better place financially, particularly should care. So that that's the is biggest pain point with crypto. Is this related to your grayscale? Uh, kind of uh, this, this particular thing I'm thinking about is more retail, just jaw off the street. So. The, there's there's different layers of gatekeeping keeping money out of crypto you've got mm -hmm. advertising gatekeeping and you've got financial on-ramp gatekeeping there's only a few banks that'll service crypto businesses they're scared there's uh, if you want to serve new york customers they got some real draconian licenses there i hear so you know state by state it's hard you know it's it's because they've they've so you can, as, a, as an end user, you can sell your used underwear, legal. Mm -hmm. But if you sell your crypto, probably also legal. But if you sell your crypto too often, uh-oh, unlicensed money transmitter, jail time. Mm -hmm. And you're like, uh, is that actually making the world a better place, man? That fake pseudo law enforcement where there's no actual crime. There's crimes where there's victims. And then let me know who the victim is when someone wants to buy something and you sell it to them. And it is exactly what they expected. Mm -hmm. I don't see the crime there. So that disgusts me a bit. The fact that you could sell like a used teddy bear and you're not likely to be going to jail. But if you sell your crypto, oh shit, boy, you might go to jail. That really upsets me. That does not seem fair or, or like something that makes the world a better place. As a social issue, what's your stance on the legality of drugs when that's a also a victimless crime? Someone buys something and someone sells something, and they both get what they want. There are drugs. There are drugs you can have a good relationship with, and lots of people mm -hmm. do, like weed. A lot of people. I don't smoke it. A lot of people do, and you can have a good relationship with it. There are other drugs that will fuck you up, and you can't have a good relationship with crack, heroin. So if drugs are of the type where enough a large percentage, the majority of people that are using it can have a good relationship with it. I support this. If they're drugs where this is like, yeah, if you take that shit, your life's over. It's just a matter of like how many months until 
-hmm. I don't support this. So, okay. you know. So there should be laws that say that certain drugs are illegal from your viewpoint. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Because people will fuck up. Some percentage of people will fuck up and ruin their lives and the lives of all of those around them. Hmm? What about people who just want to end their own lives and, you know. Well, go ahead. So, I mean, it, that, like, in that instance, once again, there is nuance. I have a friend that's suicidal as fuck. Mm -hmm. I get tired of hearing about it. I, and I've done everything I can to try and help them, but because they're mentally ill and won't take their pills, they're fucked. They're a hundred percent fucked. And so what can I do for someone other than have them committed against their will? And then you're like, why you're committed? What's your quality of life? So it's like, if you're mentally ill and making a decision that isn't the one you would make if you weren't ill, then helping you kill yourself is bad because your future self would be like, yo, so I had like a hiccup in my brain and you let me kill myself. How much do you suck? Right? So you, you, a medical professional needs to understand the nuance between is this person mentally ill or is this person making a decision that's actually the right one for them? And I think statistically you'll find that the majority of people that have jumped off of Brooklyn or have jumped off of the San Francisco bridge have regretted it. So when they, when those people have survived, when they were falling, they were like, yeah, I knew that was a bad idea. And, and you'll find that these people that have survived suicide attempts and by and large, they're like, yeah, that was stupid. I wish I didn't do that. So I think, I think that you're, you're better off preventing people from killing themselves, except for like a very, very small percentage where the shit just sucks so bad. You're like, yeah, dude, good, good idea. Do that shit. Some people are so far gone that that's a good idea for them, you know? Um, but for the majority of people, they're not, they just have, they're, they're performing a permanent solution to a temporary problem that would have just resolved itself if they would just fucking wait around a little while. And at some point, even medical technology for mental illness will get better to the point where a lot of these problems we're dealing with today, they just won't exist anymore. You just need to stick around, man, stick around and fight the good fight and, and help us cure shit. I mean, I fucking wish I could cure mental illness. I wish. I know a lot of goddamn crazy people. I don't know how it happens. Maybe just crazy people like me a lot. I don't fucking know. Or maybe they're prettier. I don't know. But, I mean, I've dealt with enough fucking mental illness, man. It ain't no good. It ain't no good. You can't... You, you, what are you going to do? You have no options. You're like, all right, there's a brain chemical imbalance. I need to get a chemical into your brain to fix it. There's so few fucking options. Let's see, get a bipolar person. A bipolar person that presents a depression, you're like, all right, give them antidepressants. They can't make some more suicidal. Okay. Uh, <laughs> don't give them antidepressants. Give them mood stabilizers. All right. Now they have like less joy. Like, fuck. Uh, there's just the amount of the amount of tools that you have as a, a mental health professional are so fucking limited. You're like, yeah, you've got like 12 pills you can try. And then it's like electroshock therapy. There you go. That's it. That's all we got. Year 2020. It's the best medicine has. Hope one of these 12 pills work for you or you are fucked. Sucks, man. Yeah. All right. So that, that's the goal. Like, look, all this crypto shit, it's great. But is it going to save your life? For some people, it will. I know people have bought their, uh, I mean, I've heard of people on Hacks that have paid for their, their grandparents, like, medical bills. You're right. Like, mm -hmm. there are people that have really had a huge improvement in their life because of hacks. But at some point, man, we need the medical technology. 
We need it. My grandparents are dead. I didn't do shit to help. My parents, I don't know how much longer they're going to be around. Look at my fat ass. How much longer am I going to be around? We need the fucking medical technology. And everybody's working on everything else. It doesn't really matter. How many have you got in the street? You start having a heart attack. What percentage of people that you could point at can fucking help you? Barely anybody. Why? Because everyone's good at shit that doesn't matter. We need less people that are good at shit that doesn't matter. We need more people that are good at shit that does matter. And that's the world I would like to create. So that's what your plans are to do with your astronomical hex games. Hey, no expectation of others. Just telling you what I like. And hex, right. if you want the world to be a better place, you got to do it yourself. <clears throat> All right. Okay, Richard, anything else that you want to talk about before we... Let me think. Um, I don't know. I guess so. I mean, we could chill our social stuff. Follow me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Richard Hart win. Go to hex.com could change your life. Uh, if you want uh, the book back from the editor, Sci Vive, uh, well, I mean, you could go join the chat room at t.me forward slash Sci Vive, S C I V I V E, or you could direct message me. If I like you, maybe I give you a copy of the book. You could read it over, tell me what you know improvements we might want to make before we release it to the public. Uh, Did you that, that name just? What? I, it does suck. And yes, I did have to spell it. And yes, I hate it. But it, it is one of those things where like, yeah, I wish it were better for the exact reasons you described. I had another, I had another domain called strape, S-T-R-A-P-E.com. For some reason, it just didn't hook. Don't know why. I hear like, SciVive is neat because it has symmetry in it. So there's three letters left and right of a big V. The, um, there's there's a lot of other cool shit that once you get into it, you're like, all right, the name's not that bad. At some point, I might not have to... Well, let me ask you this. If I had just said SciVive, what would you have typed? Uh, S-C-I-V-I-V-E. Okay. So I wonder if that's my bad pronunciation. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Thank you for the feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so free books, free coins are not free anymore. If you want hacks, you got to go to ethex.com or one of the other 30 exchanges. Uh, Telegram, t.me forward slash hex crypto, 21k people in there. Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Richard Hart. And you should show your stuff. All right. So I am on all the platforms nerdgirl007 no vowels. But you, you got to tell them to misspell nerd and girl. I did. I said no vowels. Nerdgirl. Ah, no vowels. yeah. Okay. I didn't pay attention to that part. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I was still thinking about my own shit. It's like, uh, yeah. my brain be working. Yeah, so it was good talking to you. I, I, uh, I see you on Twitter all the time. Uh, Mrs. Nerd Girl here, or is it Ms. Nerd Girl? I don't even know. Uh, she made the coolest uh, Hex uh, video for, I like to post this to people sometime. It's going to be a terrible rendition. Think Hex is a scam? Aw, have fun staying poor. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I love that one. Yeah, that was that was my uh, Udi Wertheimer nod a little bit. You know, that's his favorite expression. And I was yeah. kind of like, I'm making fun of Bitcoin a little bit. That was fucking great. I like that mm-hmm. one. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope for you that, I hope, I, I think crypto is a very mean place. Oh. And I would hate to be a girl in crypto because the shit that I get, you're going to get worse. Like you're going to get all the shit I get plus dick pics. 
I don't get any dick pics. Thank God. In terms of like stories that I've heard from other female crypto influencers or, you know, creators that I think that I have it pretty good. I don't get it. Like people do treat me really, but I think it's because I'm nice to everyone all the time. Maybe I should try that. I mean, I, sh- I should wear a yellow smiley face shirt, like the guy from, uh, what was the movie with the dude with the blue dick? Watchmen? Be the smiley face guy. <laughs> in, in that movie, he was a villain. Anyway. Hey, it was good talking to you. It was great. And uh, thanks for having me on. And you got to tell everyone how to find you. You just found your Twitter. What about the YouTube? Did you tell that one too? YouTube is the same. DTube okay. is the same. Right. Um, the Periscope, same. Instagram. TikTok, all the same. All right. NRDGRL007 or Nerd Girl No Vowels. Sounds good. All right. Mm-hmm. Talk to you later. All Bye. right.